0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mediumship Diaries. By now, I'm sure you know my name is Sarah Lee, and I'm known as the Alternative Medium. I'm also a healer, a Reiki master, and I've practiced this in professional settings uh, as well as in um, my own practice. Now I'm known as the alternative medium as I'm sure you'll know because I delve into the areas of mediumship that many do shy away from but I hope my podcasts inspire you if you feel that you have gifts that are starting to develop into this area that you will actually be okay and with the right guidance and the right support and network you will be absolutely fine with your spiritual practice. So this week, um, this week's episode is called The Ripper Files and yes it is about Jack the Ripper. Now twice in my mediumship practice I have encountered the spirit of Jack the Ripper and you might be wondering how why? Did I need to go anywhere specifically to do this? No, I didn't. I'll be explaining to you in this podcast the two times that I have um, encountered him and one was only um, literally a week or two ago. I will explain why he's not in the light and believe me, he doesn't want to be. And I will explain how I helped some of his victims and how I pushed him away from my space. pushed him to a place where i strongly believe that he will not be hurting anybody else any spirits at all that he might be intimidating still that are stuck between the two worlds so coming up next let me um, detail these experiences for you The first time that I encountered Jack the Ripper was when I was holding um, one of the best groups I've ever been a part of, really, in spiritual circles, which was, uh, we called ourselves the Smarties Group. Now, why did we call ourselves that? when we formed, and I still have some of these friendships in my life now, I'm very happy to say, we couldn't really think of a name. And uh, when I was meditating as part of that group, We had, um, well, I had a vision of lots of different Smarties and and I could hear one of my guides saying the Smarties. And when I said it out loud, another member of the group said, I know exactly what that means. The Smarties um, have the uh, differences in um, colors and how in our auras, we must all have different colors, different things we bring to the group of how they see us. So they called us the Smarties group. So in this group, by the time I was part of this group and we had all been together as part of a different group previously, I was already very much strongly uh, being called into rescue mediumship. And I remember on this specific occasion, I had printed off some of the um, victims of Jack the Ripper so we could see, just tune into the energy, see if we could see who Jack the Ripper was, see if we could get any information. Um, Would any of the victims come forward? In that session, yes, a female spirit identifying as Mary did come forward. Uh, She was very polite, very soft, and um, she did come forward and explain what was done to her. And although she was um, not in the light, um, she did, um, she wasn't, Felix. She wasn't coming across as like she was in uh, complete turmoil, which I actually find um, interesting. Now I've progressed with rescue mediumship, because often when I help spirits, there is a lot of um, trauma and a lot of things that are brought quite graphically to the table if they've been harmed. Um, she was very, very um, quiet and very reflective. I think she was. She actually came across to me as being completely shocked by the experience just completely unnerved and just almost in need of the biggest hug um and that can be one of the things with rescue mediumship that you feel that you just want to open up your arms and give give hugs and to be honest i i do do that um i even hold my hand out sometimes for spirits and say to them you know you're welcome to touch my hand you're welcome to uh lean in and gain gain some support from me and i feel totally comfortable doing that especially when i'm working with um child spirits particularly as i've talked about before from the uh, victorian era so going back to this specific example here we did help that that lady to the light and we felt really quite um fulfilled by it 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 was a really nice experience um and then forgive my memory I can't remember how many other members of the group tuned into this so if any of them are listening um I'm not trying to discredit you in any way um I'm, I'm going back actually quite quite a few years now um I picked up the energy of of Jack the Ripper and I knew it was him instantly because this face it was like this face was um coming towards me and it was like when you're seeing it in your mind's eye it's like a kind of a, a daydream it feels like a and then um, I can so I saw him just not even a week ago now but if I can just explain to you what I saw on each occasion okay I'm not one that's going to search through lots of pages and try and figure out if he matches anybody this is the person that I've seen okay so for me, his face was was really kind of um, long, okay, and it was a quite distinctive, almost pointy type chin, okay, and there was lots. There was kind of like black stubble going all around, like um, yeah, just so there was actually a little bit of a, a sort of um, scruffiness to him. He had one of those. Um, Forgive me, like for not looking up the terminology before I've done this podcast. But if you know me in person, or you get to know me, you know that I um, come out with some very uh, wacky names for things, or often name things wrong. Um, but instead of glasses, he had one of those just circular um, glass glasses rings in, in um, his his eye, and um, his voice, I sense was was very deep um, and crackly. Um, He had quite a pointy black hat on. He's actually quite a skinny man. Um, He's thin build and very long um, fingers, I would say. Just generally quite creepy, uh, long black coat. And um, one of the things I picked up on, I think, was his accent. So he looked, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover and you never should make a judgment on somebody's um, ethnicity. OK, you, sh- you should never do that. Um, but when I looked at him, to me, he presented in those times what you would consider to be a, an Englishman. But actually, when he talked, um, there was um, a different accent, a different national- nationality in there. Okay, um, so, and yeah, I would say actually um, he was quite an intelligent man. Um, but yeah, he, he just came across as so creepy. And I think actually people would have thought this of him in in life, in everyday life if they met him. I feel he was very local to the area and he took great pleasure in being able to mask who he was. Um, now at the time that I was leading this group running this group with um, friends um, at that point yes I was practicing some rescue mediumship but I wasn't at the stage where at that point I knew how to remove negative entities Um, and I suppose I can be honest that was probably one of the first times that it, it had happened that when I was helping a spirit, something more negative that was attached to it, um, then came into to our into my world, into the world of um, you know the group members that we were we were working with um, that night. So at that point, um, and I would say at this point now, I do, do still very much work with angelic energy. So be able to, like, even knew at that stage then that angels and, and higher beings would be very much a part of negative entity removal. And very much us all calling upon um, our guides and, and archangels such as Michael to, to push, push him away. Um, did push him away and um, I've never had any more experiences since until... Um, really um so the last podcast I did about Michael returning so when Michael um had guided all those um Victorian children to me that needed to go to the light it not long after I had finished um working there and I was attempting to close my not you can't really close your energy down but you know the techniques I used to kind of say okay that's me done for this session Uh, before I knew knew it, that face was there in front of me again. And I was like, okay, Um, same, same face. Um, Yeah, same, everything that I've mentioned, exactly the same. Okay, now, I was sitting there wondering, um, and I was actually feeling for for him, because I was thinking, you know, I've gone up several notches um, since the last time we've met mate, and I'm not going to stand for any of that. I didn't stand for it then. I'm certainly not going to stand for it now. Um, But basically, my guides were obviously working with me and I'd sent like a, in my mind, watch triggered him. And I had a quick flash across my mind and one of his victims seemed to have been in that line that I was helping up um, to the light. Now, I helped so many... Of them up to the up to the light. as I explained in that um podcast Michael returns, I wasn't really able to um, tune in specifically, but when I do tune into it now, I do see um, another kind of young lady who's only about nineteen or 20 that was heavily kind of mutilated. I certainly feel with um, Jack the Ripper that um by the time he got to this stage where he was heavily mutilating people, um he had some trial runs um on on people, shall we say. So I think his I strongly feel that um his victim Um, level is is much higher than it's reported because also we've got to remember if we go back to that time, okay, we uh, we don't have anything like we do today. Even the technology we have now um, that can look into crime um, is only really how many developed over the last really 10 or 20 years. Um, So, how, how would they know truly how many people that he did kill and, and how many different locations he, he did do that in? I feel very strongly from connecting with him twice that he committed uh, a few different murders and actually experimented with strangulation um, and, and sexual assault, I have to say, but actually that didn't give him the gratification that he needed, um, but mutilation um, did. And in some ways, um, the mutilation, I feel um, in his mind, he rationalized it as it could be important in some area for some kind of research or you know, to develop something. So I feel like his mind was very clever, even when it comes to medicine and things like that. Um, but he got such a godlike kick out of it. I then think it became more of a, like a hit of a drug. Yeah, I'm not an expert in uh, criminology. I'm I'm not kind of trying to analyse what I've experienced so much. Okay, but for me, um, that is um, yeah. That that's how I see it. All. So. I'm in this situation now, and I've got, um, you know, his spirit kind of um, in 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 my face quite strongly, and he's actually speaking to me quite inappropriately, um, not in a sexualised way, um, but. Um, Who do you think you are? I've told you before. I normally hear this stuff from from negative entities when I'm doing my work. It's really water off a duck's back to me. Um, How dare you? And uh, I don't like you. Other negative entities don't like you, blah, 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 blah well. I'm not going to detail in this podcast specifically how I do a negative entity removal because I don't want any of you to just run off and just try it because unless you've developed in other areas of mediumship first and you feel very secure and you place so much trust in your guide team and really do regular development, you seriously are biting off more than you can chew. But I have developed uh, and worked on a technique with my guide team um, Higher guide teams, so there's different levels of, of guides that I work with, and um, yeah, I worked into a, a process now of proper removal. Um, I try and explain some places that I see them go um, when they're removed. So, there's two places I've seen one's like a, I don't know, it almost looks like a darkened grayscale kind of field in energy and there's almost like these gold light crates that just appear and almost like stack up and the entities get put in there and they're sealed by solid pure light and there are like angels or archangels overseeing them and I think I feel when I've connected into this because I'm like where is this place is it is actually a place where they're not imprisoned forever if they're prepared to admit that what they did on the earth was not the best choices and to go to the spirit world to accept healing and expect some growth really looking at that and um yeah being able to move move forward now um there can be many reasons why a negative, uh, why a spirit doesn't cross to the light. And sometimes, you know, it's just a very genuine case of shock or not realising it. Or, you know, we could spend a whole other podcast um, talking about that. But there is a thing where, um, you know, cases where people have committed horrific crimes and... They may not simply want to or feel comfortable crossing to the light because they feel that they're going to be judged and punished, shall we say. And I'm really not one that has ever believed in there's heaven and there's hell, but there's different layers, um, levels of the spiritual dimensions, um, going right the way to the top where there's just it's just like pure consciousness and light and completion and um to the real kind of lower levels where we get like the astral spiders the parasites the um, really darkened things that that people don't really want to know too much about and in this case he um, he was definitely a soul that still that almost walked between this plane and very lower levels of the astral so when he when he does that, he could then um, hurt and try and manipulate any other lost souls that managed to get stuck in that area, or just, you know, who are who victims of his really. And I know it's quite kind of mind blowing, and the more I go forward with my development, the more I learn, the more I understand, as does anyone. Um, so really, he, he did re- need removal. Now he went to this place and he was, um, he, he is secure. But I do believe, like other entities that I've put there, that that there is a chance of going forward to have healing. Um, But until that point, then um, they can't um, cause any more torment. Now, when a spirit does go to the light and they have some healing and growth and different bits, of course, they can come down and reflect. So at some point, if you ever made that decision to cross to the light and get that support, he may well come forward um, to a medium again or to an investigator. Um, But in this case, I feel confident from what I've seen that I have um, removed him. And when I tune into this, um, I still feel very strongly that I have removed him. Just remember as well that when you go into places and you record like EVPs and you do different paranormal investigations. Not everything you pick up on a recorder or, um, you know, on camera is something that's actively happening. Sometimes it can be a residual imprint, or it could be other negative entities as well that are nearby. You can get negative entities that can uh, present as as other negative entities, or even try and present as people that you know and trust okay so that's why it's really important to develop um your gifts and learn to trust your intuition and and really spend time with your practice before you even attempt to remove a a negative entity okay so um these are the experiences um that i wanted to share with you and i suppose in the next part of the podcast i'll just be doing an overall reflection stay tuned so let's have a little bit of reflection now on on what i just discussed so one of the things i I want to state again and i have said it on a previous podcast is for me there's no such thing as as ghost hunting okay you don't have to go to a specific location to connect to the uh, spirit of a specific um you know person that you're trying to, to communicate with because there's space and time do not uh, exist in the same way when we're when we're talking about mediumship okay that's how i do distant work that's how many rescue mediums and healers and and mediums in general do work distantly um all over the world okay um you do not have to specifically go to a place to to try and find a specific spirit or spirits in general who might be um trapped okay obviously it can be really exciting to go to a place and it's something that i i have done before and i would like to do again certainly just to pick up on all the different energies and just to see what i feel in in all parts of the the, the location and and lots of different things so there's lots of things you can get from going somewhere in person to to do a paranormal investigation to connect to, to lost souls there but trust me when i say and i'm sure now from listening to my podcast this is something that you're starting to understand that you do not need to specifically go out and look for them you start working on your gifts um it's not like you're putting anything in or taking anything out you're expanding your awareness okay okay and in truth um, there's spiritual energy around most of the time okay and a lot of the time and a lot of the time many people aren't um, realising it Now, I'm not saying that's all lost souls or negative entities but lots of loved ones from the spirit world regularly come and 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 visit their their loved ones here and check in on them um that's that's perfectly normal you know they hear when you send thoughts to them they feel the love that you send them um physical passing doesn't break that uh bond okay and so for me um what I'm trying to get across with the point again is that um you can help um spirits and and you can um deal with negative entities that may have been committed crimes in one area or done something somewhere else and they can just come into your your space when you're working. Now I'm not saying that to um, frighten you in in any way at all because honestly these things they don't particularly really um, get to me anymore because I know safe techniques and I believe in my ability to push them away this is why I don't want anyone listening to this to just suddenly think yeah, it's okay just just rush in and um, and, and have a go because you know, you do need to take your time and, and uh, work on your development. But I think it also shows here um, the level of work that I do in helping lost souls because um, to get such attention of, of the negative entities sometimes, um, they especially don't like that I'm spreading the word about how to remove them but um, that really that doesn't bother me um in the slightest i think if more people are aware of how to develop their own gifts in general like if you learn um if you practice different awareness basic techniques if you commit to your mediumship path you wouldn't never need a medium would you to connect to your loved ones for you because you would have that faith and that knowledge and that experience you know you've developed gifts to to be able to do that yourself you wouldn't need somebody like me to come in and and protect you with my guide team from negative entities and 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 different bits because you would have learned techniques you would have developed along your path to be able to um, do this yourself and surely that's the ultimate goal um, that we all become more aware that we all realize a greater meaning of why we're here on the earth and that physical death is only um, a temporary kind of parting from our loved ones and um yeah but just in, in, in all round spiritually just have a greater knowledge base and a greater confidence and i think that's so important which is you know one of the reasons i've, I've got into spreading awareness and creating some things over on patreon and because um, there's just so much out there that I see the worst thing that you can absolutely do if you've had a paranormal experience and you're scared is to go to one of these um, online groups somewhere and, and post it in because I've said many many times before you can post things in there that can be genuine cries of help from spirits that can be you know it could even be your loved one visiting you and how someone else interprets that in different parts of the world, who's got no experience whatsoever in mediumship, negative entities or anything, is giving you their opinion and it's probably just gonna scare the life out of you. The best thing you could do is to go online and say, is there anybody that can recommend to me somebody that they've used or um, has been recommended to them by someone else that they trust, who can help me understand this kind of experience that can, can, you know, help me maybe develop something here because I've honestly lost count of the times, okay, that people have come to me with stories about um, people giving them advice and they've got no knowledge base on it, even mediums who have um, delivered messages in not the way that they, you know, just yeah, no, no sort of TLC involved in, in delivering difficult messages, um, practitioners out there who maybe practice one skill really well and think that automatically means they have the skill to do something else, but have got no practice time in, um, and, and, you know, and offering their services and, and some, some things I have, I've heard have been truly shocking. So if you're experiencing anything like what I did, Um, say on on this podcast obviously I've got the confidence and have developed to be able to deal with that if you experience something like that and you haven't and you take yourself to these forums um, you're going to end up terrified terrifying yourself do do you know what I mean Um, these things live off fear energy okay in truth they have absolutely no power over you or me okay because we build it up in our minds i used to do this in the past or you watch films you do different things and you build it up in your mind um that they can do this to you and they can do that to you and and all that fear energy you give them okay um they love and they can work with it so this isn't the same thing at all but if you ever i don't know if any of you have ever seen the film uh, labyrinth with um David Bowie, where, um, excuse me if I don't explain it um, completely correctly, but um, there's a young girl who's getting a bit kind of stressed out, babysitting her baby brother, and she kind of says some kind of, some lines to the Goblin King to um, take away the, the boy, and yes, David Bowie comes along, he's the Goblin King, takes him away, and she spends the film Um, trying to find him and going through different mazes and different challenges. And when you look at it in the film, it appears that, say, David Bowie's character has all the power in the world and has power over her. And she couldn't possibly defeat him. How could she? He's all mystical and shape-shifting and all of this. But as soon as she realises, so if you've watched the film, you'll know what I mean. If you haven't, I might have spoiled it for you. Sorry, but it has been around since yeah, you a know, very long time. As soon as she says, "You have no power over me," boomf, Um, that's the end of him, and and her nightmare ends. Now, it's not the same thing as the neg- negative entities as such, but the principle is the same. Okay. When you realise that the light inside of you is more powerful than them, okay, the strength that you can get from your guide team, the your higher guide team, when you realise that and actually they can only really hurt you if you allow them to get so close to you and to manipulate you with fear and you keep feeding into that fear, you feel that there's no way out and I'm telling you there that, that there totally is, okay people only have the power over you that you let them have okay that's the reality over it Um it's the same principle when we're we're dealing with this okay um even if somebody can get something over on you physically in this world emotionally and mentally and spiritually um they can't possibly win if you don't let them in far enough to do it okay um and i say this as somebody who's had quite a lot of different traumatic things happen um over my lifetime okay um i say it from a place of love and experience okay now um so please don't try anything just at home if you're interested in developing gifts get in touch come and see me over on patreon okay um and yeah, I really hope that you've um enjoyed this podcast and there'll be another episode of the Mediumship Diaries coming next week. Um the last part of the podcast coming up is a, a shout out to um, a couple of my students who I also may refer to as Patreons who allow me to support them with their mediumship journey and they're doing incredibly well and I could be more proud of them if you end up going down this um, journey with me you will also get a shout out on this podcast you will also get this podcast a day earlier and could be part of another podcast called um, your Experiences, my support where I can take questions and stories from you and and give support via podcasting okay but um, yeah coming up next patreon shout out Thank you. This is the time of the show now where I really do give a big thank you to um, two amazing students who support my work but also allow me to support them. And their names are Jane and Christian. You really, really are still doing amazingly well on your spiritual development, your rescue mediumship development and just watching every week how your gifts are developing I couldn't be prouder of you thank you very much for supporting my work if anyone else would like a shout out um, on this show then um, you would need to uh, um, either subscribe over on Patreon and uh, where you can access um, more things around your uh, rescue mediumship development or you can um, subscribe um, just to the Spotify podcasts that are on here but thank you so much for listening everyone this week and thank you once again Christian and Jane